Season four, episode seven, we're back. How we doing there, uh, my good friend Sucha from Tuscaloosa? Doing so good. Doing so good. Treating you right on a Sunday? Yeah, man. I mean, it's Did like... you ride the Minshew, the Minshew roller coaster like me? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be so much. I know, there's going to be so much talk <laughs> oh, about God. that, that two-point conversion call. I mean, God. Yeah. What a drive to get to that, though. That see that? See that? I, it, it really was. But that's and you know I'm always conservative on those kinds of things. You know that one argument is that he was super hot, and so he was. You, know, you want to ride the hot hand? At which point in time, the question is, why don't you then allow him to be able to win the game at the end? Although I kind of thought that the that the the power draw to uh, Fournette wasn't that bad of a call. I just think that you know when you got a rookie quarterback. Forget if it's Gardner. Um, you have a rookie quarterback that shows that level of stones, then, you know, don't, don't allow anything, you know, don't allow one play to be able to erode that accomplishment. You know, right. so, you know, if you, if you go to OT and the defense can't hold, then the end narrative is, yeah, but look what your rookie quarterback did. Um, and if your defense does get a, get 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 a hold, well, then your rookie quarterback's doing well, and then you get you give him another series to try to be able to get in the field goal range. So I, I just I didn't like the the two point conversion call at all. Well, I'm sure every Jaguar player will look and be like, "Damn, this kid can play." I mean, I'm, he earned his he earned some stripes today. That's for damn sure. And maybe you know you can look even the last week with Kyler Murray where they were way down and they came roaring back. And they went to overtime and, and uh, tied, um, but that didn't take away the tie. Didn't take away the fact that Murray played really well down the stretch and got them back into the thing. So I think it'll. I think they'll be fine. I, I, I was excited though, especially that last drive. I mean, he made play after play with his legs. He got away from sacks, made some really nice throws. There was a really bad drop on like a third and ten, also that should have been caught. Uh, that would have given him a first down, like the twenty yard line. So God, he just he. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Still loving you. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Still loving Minshew, yeah. And, and fun to watch uh, the national narrative. I think I texted you the other day. You know it's becoming a big deal, and Bill Simmons is picking up Gardner Minshew in his fantasy league. I mean, that kind of tells you this isn't, uh, this isn't a localized, you know, creme 2 story anymore, you know? So, anyway. Oh, I mean, it's, it's such a personality. He's going to go viral. I mean, he already has. Oh, he already is. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now that he's actually making plays at the end of games that people are paying attention to, he's even that much cooler, you know? It's all about the cool with him, so. All right, my man, well, uh, enough of that. Um, well, you know, baby. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> um, it, uh, you know, kind of keeping on the quasi-NFL uh, uh, theme, last uh, 16 games for our WSU Cougars, equivalent to a full NFL season, we're 14-2. and two. Wow. That's incredible, dude. That's a great – that's a first-round buy, hosting second-round playoff <laughs> game greatness right there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. 14 and 16. That's – I mean, it's that's phenomenal. And, yeah, and against, you know, your own conference for the most part, we haven't played any, you know – superpower outside of the conference but that's still well, 14 yeah, and 2 is 14 and 2 i mean my god throw, throw iowa state you know the best eight and five team of all time in there and whatever last year iowa state it. was yeah. yeah 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 so i mean that's a part of the 14 and 2 profile so i i, I think it's pretty stinking amazing and open up as nice 
faves against uh, UCLA this week. And we'll get to all that. Yeah, yeah, we'll that. that's that's good. That, that, that's crazy, man. Three touchdown favorites over over an LA school. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Absolutely great. So let's start with what you really liked about Week Three, and then I'll chime in. What did you? Most of all, what did you? I mean, there was a lot to like, but what did you? What did you come away from? Like, wow, that was great. You know, the one thing uh, that uh, that we talked about all in the off season um, about this schedule was that you know the first it was all about trying to be able to get to four and zero going into Utah. You've um, been saying that since June. Since June, yeah. and. Um, and wanting to, to do, um, you know, to be able to have all the preparation that you need to be able to go into that game um, and to get a shot at being able to steal one. And, and you know, no, no, um, I'm not trying to be able to cast any dispersions on, on, on us, but, but, you know, you go on a road game, a road game against any type of top 10 team, and you're, you're looking to steal one. Yeah, um, of course. And we'll uh, be, what do you think the line would be right now? And I, I know there's early lines after early lines out there, but you think Utah's like a seven point favorite right now? I would probably, I'd probably say six, but if it was six? set, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that, that, that a, the touchdown might be just a little bit much simply because I think that the odds makers um, would probably hedge a little bit just about, you know, to what extent Utah would be able to score a lot of points. And, and I mean, right. I, you know, I, I would think that they would they would see that game being, I, I think, probably very similar to the way that the game was last year, where you're kind of getting into that, you know, 28, 24, right. 27, 23 type thing. Um, and uh, obviously the scores are, you know, within well, the touchdown. We got, so. we got a couple of weeks to go there. We, yes, anyway. yes, we do. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, my, my, my overall point was is that, you know, you, you want to be able to to pass, you know, these developmental markers before it is that that you go into, you know, a high stakes game like that on the road against a, a fantastic opponent in an atmosphere that is going to be super electric. And um, and I just I, the thing that I liked the most about the game was um, that we faced a lot of adversity on the road and had to come from behind. Um um, against a team that was that was well schemed up, and um, and so yeah. the fact that they were able to take a bunch of lumps on both sides of the ball because both sides of the ball were out of rhythm in the first half, absolutely, um, and to be able to regroup and uh, maintain confidence, which obviously they did, or at least they said that they did um, in post game interviews, and to be able to come out and and put on you know a a, a really solid second half performance. Um, with uh, some additional things to clean up from there, I just feel like there's just so many positives that uh, that they get to build from out of it. That I think that that's the that's the big one is that you know they go into the to the locker room uh, in uh, in Utah in a couple of weeks and they're down you know seven to ten points and things aren't going well for them. Um, they've already been there, done that, and I, I think that's I think that's huge. Well, and Leach talked about it after and a lot of other you've heard it coming out of the locker room, too, about sounds like he was telling them all week. Leach was expecting this to be a tough game. I think that was that was pretty clear from what came out post game. But a lot of players were talking about how Leach was saying all week, you're going to face adversity. You're going to face adversity this week. And, you know, it's not Texas or Texas A&M, but, you know, 
there's a lot of speed on that Houston team. There's, yeah. there's like track athletes and there's some good size. And you had made this mention, you know, it's Tom Herman's only a couple of years removed from coaching that team. And there were some really good recruits that he had when he was in there and they were winning games and they were electric. They had some really good athletes, but there's, you know, that roster is full of Texas college football players and they're good. There's some, there's some good players. Now their, their overall depth isn't quite where we are right now, I would say, but uh, man, they have some top level guys. Um, and they're what, buying in. Yeah. They already are like, we're all in for Holgi for sure. Yeah. Even with, and, you know, there's a great picture of him, you know, Holgerson's famous for all the Red Bulls. He, he was drinking a Red Bull during the game. I don't know. I've never noticed there if he did that before. Yeah. There's a picture of him with a can in his hand. Yeah, I see it off. Maniac. Fired up and sweating he's and Chucky. whatever else. He's, he's the yeah. red-faced screamer. Yeah. Every play, yeah. it's effing this, effing that, F you. But, I you mean, know, I remember, yeah, I remember last year after the Utah game, and um, if you remember, Utah was after they lost to us in that game. I, I think that was, what, week four, week five, and Utah was already a two-loss team at that point because they played Washington earlier in the year and lost. Yes. Um, and I remember, you know, Leach being really excited after that game. And I remember him saying that that's a really big win because Utah is going to win a lot of games. And I remember thinking at that point, really? Cause they already have two losses. They're going to win a lot of games. And well, you know, they did. Uh, it turns out that, that they were, you know, PAC 12 South champs and, um, and turned out to be an awfully good football uh, team. And so I was, it was notable. Um, and I know that, you know, you could dismiss it by saying that he, he, was, he was being nice because Holgerson is one of his peeps and protégés or whatever. But, you know, he said at the end of, at the, end of the game, in the, in the post game, he said, they're really good. They're the fastest team that we're going to play all year and they're going to win a lot of games. Um, so he obviously saw a lot on tape that, uh, that impressed him. And, um, and I don't know about whether or not, you know, those superlatives are accurate, but um, man, I mean, who, who are we going to play that's more dynamic than King this year? It's a good question. With his, I mean, with his legs. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. And, and, you know, there were even a, I mean, he made a couple of nice throws too. That some were dropped or deflected. There were some nice plays down the field against him too. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a really tough combo. And, you know, he's that heartbreaker, you know, the third and eight, you get two guys, a clean shot at him and somehow he squirts through and, and he's getting nine yards on third and eight, you know, stuff like that. It just breaks your yeah. heart. But um, yeah. anyway, um, what else did you, what specifically did you, uh, did you like coming out of this thing? I think that Anthony Gordon is, um, is the, is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, <laughs> you know, no, um, at least since Minshew. <laughs> Well, you know, go all he, the way back to Gardner Minshew. No, you know, no, it's true. I mean, you see Gardner today, and it's you know, it's it's always so easy to forget about how you know special guys were that came before. You know, I mean, there's still oh, yeah. you know people forget about how damn good Connor Halliday was, and and it's really easy based on how it is that 2017 went to be able to forget about how great Luke Falk was, and yeah. then, you know, blah 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 blah. There's recency bias, of course. Yeah, we're in the moment. Um, so. But um, but. It is Gordon's overall poise in the pocket um, to me was, was noteworthy, even when things really weren't going well. Um, And, you know, he, he was high on a couple of throws and, you know, arguably could have added a couple more picks um, to the, to the ledger. There were two for sure that could have happened. And we, um, 
you know, we, we figured that with the, with the gunslinger um, type mentality, you're going to add, um, you're going to add mistakes and you're certainly going to add mistakes on, you know, early on while it is that he's adjusting the speed of these defenses as well as some of the more, you know, complex schemes that he's going to have to see and deal with in, in, in real time. But, um, but man, his arm talent is just, is crazy good. And, um, and we are clearly a, a, a vertical threat. Um, in ways that we really haven't ever been under Leach, um, and no. Gordon is putting in putting those deep balls out, you know, with just, I mean, just on a freaking dime. And, well, we talked about um, it leading up to the game. I, you know, I I'm not I I called it. I didn't call it, but what I thought was that even if we get down, I feel like there's much more of a vertical threat with this offense than we've seen in a while. Anyway, yeah. Sorry to step it, on you. Go no, ahead. no, no. I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, and it's, you didn't it's, disagree with me either when we when we brought that up last right, week. I mean, yeah, right. I was like, yeah, this is different. So and you and and you look at you know just how the how the game played out, and we'll just, you know assume that 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 you know ridiculous pass interference uh, um, uh, call hadn't negated Borgie's uh, touchdown, which Jesus is he fast? What a play! Yeah, I mean, great. I mean, incredible throw, fantastic, fantastic catch, and then and then he Break just away. and then yeah. he goes. I mean, looked like McCaffrey. It was scary. It was scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but you look at where it is the deep threats you know came from you know in that game you know you've you know you have Tay you have Esep you have Dez over the top you have uh, you have Borgie coming out running vertical on those wheel routes out of the backfield. Um, then you have Harris and uh, oh. and, Nar- and Nardi, and yeah. then you know, and then meanwhile, you know, Arcanado <laughs> thinks he wants to be an All American. I mean, it's like he's greater than Bolitnikov. And, how do you tweet it out? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and uh, and I think they're gonna know, rename and, the, the the trophy the, the Arcanado <laughs> the Arcanado, and uh, and you know, and Gordon is you know laying that stuff out over the middle. He's not afraid to 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 lay it out there, and so it's you know. Um, he yeah, so number one. I mean, obviously, I, I love our skills, but number one is Anthony Gordon. I, I yeah. you know, I said it after week one that I think that he's just going to get better, and I think he's going to get better. Um, and and when you and to clarify that statement, you're not saying he's going to throw for 700 yards a game. You're saying he might throw for similar stats. It just may be better based on better reads, better timing, better rhythm, better everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the offense is going to get more fluid. And you know what? I mean, if he winds up throwing for 470 yards or 440 yards um, next week uh, or in two weeks against against Utah, um, then, then then we're going to be a top eight team. And then you're starting to, to throw around Heisman candidate type stuff. I mean, you, you have cer- to. You're going to go that, if you do that. Yeah, he's certainly going to have to get get into the you know into the national conversation. Certainly by by mid year. I mean, there there's no no offense or buts about it. Well, I think he already is, and and as, obviously as we continue to win and he continues to put up numbers like this. Did you see that stat that came out of the game that uh, of the three? quarterbacks that have thrown for 400 or more yards and three or more touchdowns in their first three starts. Did you see that? I didn't tweet. So in the last 15 years, only three quarterbacks at the power five level have thrown for 400 or more and three or more touchdowns in their first three career starts. 
The first one is Graham Harrell in 2007. The second one was Patrick Mahomes, I think in 2014, 15, maybe 15, maybe. And now Eric Gordon is the third, you know, obviously two of them are leech quarterbacks, uh, Harrell and, uh, and, uh, and Gordon. And then of course you have another air raid, but uh, that's pretty good company. If you ask me for your first three starts that we've, we've never, you know, we've never seen anything like this in Pullman for the first three starts. And it's in the handful of the best starts uh, in modern, you know, air raid history. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. It, thing, it, it, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, uh, there was a couple of things I wanted to point out about Gordon. Um, one was that interception before the half. Did you see that when that happened? <laughs> the funny, the funny story. Funny thing about, is, uh, <laughs> the, fun, the funny thing is, is that, uh, is that Sutra decided that he was going to have a little bit of brown liquor uh, watching the game. And, uh, and all things being equal, I was very chill. I was very rational. I didn't feel like, um, like I was, you know, coasting at all. But um, after, uh, after Houston uh, scored uh, the touchdown to be able to go up, I believe it was uh, 14-7, I uh, – decided that uh that it was halftime and took the dogs out for a walk and uh got about probably you know three blocks away from the from the house before it is that i realized that there's there's two minutes left in the in the quarter and and, and i missed that entire drive right so there you go. <laughs> well you know i uh the 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 point i wanted to make on that was that you know he he threw that. It, it, what, what, you remember the Esau Winston touchdown, right? Yes. Yes. And what stood out to you about that was how he just looked him off. I mean, looked off the safety. It was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely looked off the safety for a, held him with the, with the eyes to the one side for quite a while and then threw it up, up the other side, just a dime. I mean, a beautiful, you know, it was a 40 or a 39 yard touchdown, but I think, you know, it was like 50 yards in the air, just on target. The thing that I was worried about, though, is that that interception that you missed, he it was a similar kind of sideline fade, Roderick Fisher up the sideline on third and long. He stared him down and the safety made a fantastic diving pick of the play in the end zone. I mean, he came flying over, but he, you know, he was reading the eyes. So it's like, you know, like Leach said, they, the first half, they were definitely up and down. And then that second half was where things really took off, where we had what we scored, tw- what was it? 24 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. And like four of the first five possessions, I think we scored, or, or at least two right away coming out of the mm-hmm. locker room, take command of that game. Um, but that touchdown to Aesop was unbelievable to me that the way that, that t- to already have that, I'm going to look you off and then go and throw a strike the other way. I mean, that's just, that's phenomenal. It was so NFL. It was. It was it absolutely. Really was. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, that's a very real thing that people are going to start having to pay attention to yeah. about how he's going to fit at the next level because he definitely has, you know, he's got something going on here. The um, the other thing that that um, I liked the way he um, the way he moved. You know, there were a couple things were starting to go off the rails a little bit in the second half after Houston scored. Um, I think it was twenty one seventeen, maybe. And something like that there are, you know, and then there was near the near pick to uh, Borgie where the ball was thrown high, kind of wild and the ball was tipped. That was frightening. 
I mean, you yeah. could, you know, that was not going to go up. But then, you know, he recovered and put together a hell of a drive. And he, with his legs on a couple times, too, with nice scrambles, you know, and got away from pressure and, and got the ball where it needed to go. And just very smooth and under control, still very confident in the pocket, you know. And they, they, there was more pressure on him this week than we've seen. And that's going to happen when you go on the road. I mean, especially against some athletes that are they're pretty good. Um, but he he held up and and moved the team and and they responded so, um, and that not that and I got to go back to the PI, I mean what a play that was it was a really perfectly designed play too because you want to get Borgie one on one on the outside with a linebacker I mean or safety or whatever you know because he's going to be faster than probably ninety percent of the guys that are covering him, uh, no matter who we play the rest of the way if it's a linebacker or a sa- or a, like a strong safety, and. Um, the way that the the whole thing set up and, but the delivery and the ball was so perfect that throw. And then the, the jets to take it to the house after, but um, yeah, I really liked that. So yeah. So there you go. Um, What, um, what are you not feeling great about right now? I won't, I won't, uh, I won't step on you here, uh, but I, we're probably going to be in agreement. But go ahead if you want, or do you want me to? Why don't you? Why don't okay. you? Why don't you go ahead and give your thing? I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I feel so positive right now. But I'll, but, yeah. I, but I'll, I'll get there. Go, go ahead. Well, and this isn't a, to shit all over what you know. Obviously, um, I mean, I think we mentioned you know, and I mentioned this briefly, but um, I, I think three games in already. I think. I can say with some level of confidence, it's probably the worst tackling team we've had since maybe before Grinch or that led to the hiring of Alex Grinch. I, I, um, I, I'm still three games in, I'm still coming away with the impression that the athleticism and the athletes that we have and the speed we have on defense is not the problem. It's, it's something going on with the front seven about the, the way that they're, 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 the way they're tackling or not tackling and, and the arms, the reaching, the arm tackling, hitting guys high. Uh, you know, the, Derek King's a hell of an athlete. I mean, he's like a running back back there when he decides to tuck and run, but you know, there's a couple of just absolute dead to rights. They had him and he scored, squirted through, but also some of the running backs were getting just were running through guys, guys were getting home and it just wasn't, they weren't finishing. And then, you know, the rushing yards, they ran for 6.1 yards per carry. That's a lot. Uh, that might be the most that's, I mean, I don't, I don't remember the last opponent that did that to us on the ground. And that's scary. Um, not so much that I'm terrified of UCLA, but we've got a lot of good teams coming up, ranked teams on the road that all run the ball. Utah runs the ball. ASU, you look down the line, they run the ball. Um, and we know what Washington does, and we know what Cal can do. Cal can run the ball, too. So we, we've got a real big challenge ahead of how they're going to clean that up. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm undefeated as a head coach and as a defensive coordinator. Never lost a game. But in all seriousness, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how you can teach great tackling midseason. And I, I, I know it's something they work on. I know they have drills. I know they work on the fundamentals. I know the coaches talk about it week by week. Got to get better tackling, got to clean this up, got to clean that up. And then it doesn't seem to get any better. And it, it really does worry me about what's to come uh, from uh, the competition ratcheting up. 
I, I'm worried about how they're going to fix this because I, it's not like it's the Paul Wolf era or, or even the first couple of years of Leach where the defensive talent just wasn't there beyond like a couple of really good guys like Travis Long or Dan Buchanan. Um, the athleticism and the depth just was not there defensively. We just did not have the players. That wasn't the problem before because now the problem is they're getting there is just not finishing. So that's um, that's my two cents. I uh, I feel I feel I feel pretty good. So <laughs> good. I'm glad you yeah. do. So tell me yeah. why. Why yeah. do you feel good? About well, it? you know, I mean, the first half was um, was obviously. Um, it, it was, it was not a, a pleasant, um, viewing experience and, um, and the, the level of what at the time felt like incompetence, um, was, um, was, was really amazing. Um, I, you know, uh, maintained, uh, my positivity mostly, but I also started to, uh, to really start to think about this being a six six and six team and you know six and six seven and five season just because i started to have flashes of uh of 2014 all over again um and and at the time i think that you know that i I told you at halftime that that the the defense felt a lot like 2014 only with uh with with less talent on the defensive line Um, right because you remember that 2014 team had uh had, had some dogs on the interior um, yeah, they did. We we didn't have anybody else, but you no. know we had Destiny and and uh, and uh, um, uh, Paulo and, yeah. and uh, well, guys. And, and who's yeah. the guy from Tacoma that played in the league for a while for the Browns? Uh, I don't remember, but I know you're. T- yeah, there was like three different guys who yeah got a cup we, of coffee. We, we, Even we, Travis Long got a cup of coffee in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so I, I was I, – and one of the things that was just so striking um, was that, you know, and, and you, I saw it with, with Oklahoma last night. I mean, it's remarkable about defensively about how it is that our schemes are essentially you – know, they, they look almost identical on just, you know, to the naked eye on, on TV. But, um, but you, know, we're, you know, we're all spread out so that, you know, maybe, maybe we have, you know, the will that is uh, – that's lined up, you know – even with uh, with the nose or whatever, and maybe you know on an occasional play you'll you'll see you know both the will and the mic somewhere in the middle of the screen, but for but for uh, long stretches in those first couple drives, um, you only really saw one linebacker lining up you know behind the defensive line between uh, between the you know the end and and and, and the rush, and the result was is that we essentially had no sec- second level of our defense. It was like if somebody got through that first level, they were automatically into the secondary. And, you know, Isom was slow in terms of providing support from the, from the safety position. So it was literally like if you didn't make a tackle right away, then it was a 15-yard gain and they were, you know, they're already into the back four. And then somewhere in kind of the, the second quarter, you started to see us be able to pinch in three linebackers more towards the center of the field. And even though they wound up scoring, I think, I think that was the, the drive where, where, they, where they made it 14 to seven, even though they scored, you know, the reason why they scored is because they converted a couple of third and longs. Like you could feel that. And that some things, penalties too. Yeah, um, yeah. You could, you could feel that things had started to shift. Um, and then the second half, you know, I, I felt like, you know, they, they were, they were successful at getting more pressure 
um, you know, for me, the, the, the tackling is not only a function of, of poor technique, it's, it's, it's a function of, of over pursuit and having pad levels too high when you wind up getting in, in, in the defensive backfield. Um, and Plus you're uh, reaching if you're out of position. Too. Right. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, you're running, running too far at people instead of getting yourself planted to be able to actually be able to move forward. Um, or, or coming in too high for those at one time, you know, where King went under the tacklers because the tackling was too high. Um, I, I just have a feeling that these guys are going to figure it out. I think they're going to, they're going to start dialing in about what it is that they're able to do schematically with their personnel. And then the other thing that happened in the second half, and we've seen this now a couple times is that you have a bunch of, not a bunch, but several guys who are quote unquote second string can come in and make plays and at times, you know, outplay the first string. And I think that that kind of settles everybody down a little bit. I think a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in terms of the, the bad technique and the bad discipline are a bunch of kids that don't have a lot of experience that, that are, that are, that are too excited and playing too high, um, high, both in terms of pad level, but high in terms of emotions. Um, and I do think that they're going to settle down. Um, and, uh, but you know, you know, again, look at Utah in a couple of weeks, and and we'll we'll talk about UCLA, who I think is going to present plenty of problems, even though they're kind of a train wreck. Um, but you know, you've got you know an all-world running back and a quarterback that you know may not be great in terms of you know his his arm talent, although he's okay. But who's all-world? Oh, Utah. Uh, Moss. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're talking um, about Utah, got it. Yeah, but, but Huntley, you know, has got moderate arm talent. But, man, that, that, that guy can run. And he ran all over us last year. Yeah. Um, so, so we are going to have to figure it out. And I think that this week is going is to be, uh, be a really, really nice test for the precise reason. I mean, I think that, you know, UCLA really could be, you know, on the, on the brink um, of really, really quitting on Chip Kelly. Um, but, yeah. but, but if they don't and they don't, and they don't quit on him and, and their season all, already, you know, they, they, you know, we really are kind of Oklahoma North right now. Um, um, especially defensively, but I, I watched that game yesterday and I was like, God, we're, we're really, we feel similar to, to, to Oklahoma to me. Um, and so they have a quarterback so, who's running for a hundred plus for yards, 50, game. For the yards. Yeah. Yeah. He's I like, mean, he my is the definition of Heisman. Yeah. Right now. Him and Tua. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I, I, I think that they, that they'll offer a challenge. And so, um, so Absolutely. I think that we'll, we'll, we'll have a, a really good opportunity to be able to build from what it is that we, that we, uh, that we did this week, both in terms of experience and also in terms of what's put on film. I mean, again, you know, the schedule, you look at the road games that are still ahead. I mean, the schedule is so hard, it but is. I think it's been so favorable to where, uh, to this team's, you know, overall quote unquote, you know, development trajectory. Um, so let's keep it rolling. Well, you mentioned the backup too. You know who played pretty well off the bench was Pat Nunn, the uh, the nickel. Yeah, six four, long, yeah. rangy. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't. He, I think he forced that fumble too. That 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 was a big one. I that was. I think, I think it was Beekman that forced the fumble, but Nunn did have oh, yeah. a tackle for loss where he looked just fantastic. Yeah, he was getting in there though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're right. Beekman did force the fumble and also had a team high 10 tackles, but that's not such a good thing when playing where he's playing to be the leading tackler, but right. But, but you okay. know, again, so much of, of those statistics, you know, to me, you know, uh, you know, represented a, a half that was um, 
that was remarkable for how, how terrible it was. And, you know, the end result is, is, um, you know, we gave up 24 points. No, I know. I, look, I'm not, I'm not crapping on the defense completely. I'm, I'm, and, and to, even to that point, they, they scored that touchdown with what, like three minutes left in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So it and, was like, there was a third quarter shutout after a team that was, you know, running wild there for a while. And yeah. So no, it, they, they did what Clay's does. They adjusted to the second half. They attacked much more. They brought more heat, more, uh, more delayed blitzing and stuff too. The, the thing that I'm trying to say is that I'm not discouraged on the players as far as the athleticism and the speed, but I am concerned about how they're going to fix tackling because sometimes you just have teams that just don't tackle well. And it's, it becomes a season long thing. And then sometimes you have teams that, week to week they clean it up or they're just seriously inconsistent so i don't know that's all i'm i'm not i I don't want to sound like i'm you know oh we're done i'm not saying that at all so no i'm I'm not i'm not hearing that at all and 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 and, you know for me like last you know last week i was like you know the sky is falling on defense and um and when i watched the first half of, of this week's game i was like yep it's fallen Although, you know, I, I did feel like, like I said, there, there was a time in, 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 at the end of the, towards the end of the first half where I felt like, oh, I, well, they might actually be settling in and kind of figuring this thing out. I felt like by the end of the game that, that they were starting to figure things out, that they were getting better schematically, that they were finding, you know, guys that were fitting into their various packages and were starting to kind of figure out a rotation. And, um, and I don't want to, you know, make – Houston seem like they're a bunch of world beaters, although, you know, like we've talked about, I think that they're better than a lot of people um, may give them credit for. Um, But the bottom line was, is that there we were, you know, with five minutes left to go in the game and this team had given up 17 points um, and had given up 17 points on a day where it is that our offense took a while to be able to find its footing. You know, we've said it before. We need this defense to be, to be, you know, serviceable. I think it can be better than that. And if it is better than that, we're going to be really hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see if the, I, I just, I really, I'm really uh, hoping we can clean this up a little bit. <laughs> and I think uh, a lot of people were saying that too uh, around the Twitterverse, which by the way, let me just say flat out, I don't have my phone on, on my person during games. I just can't do it. So a couple of my friends, outside of you or texting me and I didn't respond. It's, I'm not ghosting anybody. I'm just not, I just don't do that during games. So anyway, just wanted to clear that up. Hawk don't, Hawk, Hawk don't play that. <laughs> well, I just, I can't, I can't get sucked in during the, the heat of the moment. Cause I'm just, tr- I, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle for me to, to be mindful about what's going on. And I, I, if I go down that hole, I just, I, I just, yeah, I don't do well with it. So. I've learned to put that thing away and it, and it works for me, but that doesn't mean everybody's the same. And there's people who have to live on social media during games to get through it. And that, that's just not, not me. So, um, you know, the other thing that I guess is kind of funny after the fact, but um, did you see Gordon got dinged for a personal foul taunting? Yeah, it's great. Did you notice this, that in the first two games there, there's been instances where I thought he was going to get flagged. I saw on replays the first two games after a touchdown, he, he talks shit. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's he, got a, he's got an Aaron Rodgers chip on his shoulder. I can't yeah, he back does. that name. 
Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's the junior college route and waiting is, you know, that, that he's just got that chip that Aaron Rodgers had when he came out, you know, Rodgers came from a JC also before going to Cal and being, you know, that passed over chip that um, probably very difficult to shake. Baker Mayfield has that too. Yeah. I think, I think it has everything to do with the fact that the guy is that he's, that he's confident in his own abilities that he is super confident in his teammates. Um, you know, he and Borgie are roommates and best yeah. friends. Um, and, you know, he's been with the guys for a long time. So the camaraderie there is really tight. And then on top of that, um, as if there, as if that wasn't enough, he has the, the, the role model of, of, of Gardner being footloose, fancy free, um, you know, punting the ball into the stands after touchdowns in practice and fall camp, you know, he's, so he's got yeah. that additional modeling thing. I think, th- and, 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 and the perspective of how important it is when you have an opportunity to not play scared. Um, right. And that was arguably, you know, the biggest lesson I think that, that Minshew brought to the team. Um, and, um, and so I think that he's just taken all that, all that on and plus his own individual personality. And yeah, he's brash and, you know, there's there's a lot there's there's some nice combinations of you know that he brings of you know from our previous quarterbacks um he he's he's real he's just really good he's really good he is the other thing i wanted to mention though on on the clays and the the uh the adjustments i mean i i am very happy with the way the secondary has been playing this is the third game in a row where i don't think we've allowed more than 200 yards in any one game passing and um Third quarter numbers. I was looking this up earlier this morning. They Houston was 0 for 4 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down, 1 for 5 for 11 yards passing in the third quarter. That's, I mean, that's after you've been, you know, pushed around and missing tackles all over the place in the first half. I mean, what an adjustment. And meanwhile, uh, Gordon goes 12 of 14 for 154 yards in the third quarter. They had, well, they had one. It, one passing first down, two on penalties in that whole third quarter. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, they're doing they're doing um, they're doing a nice job in coverage, and and the um, you know the the sacks have been um, the sacks have been sporadic in part because as we talked about, the tackling hasn't been great. But there's been a lot of a lot of pressure on the quarterback too, so that the you know, quarterback doesn't really have a whole lot of time to throw, and that obviously helps the secondary out as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that, you know, the, the big issue is, you know, can this team figure out, um, about how to, how to get more precise and consistent with their run fits. And, um, and then after that, I, I, I think, I think, you know, your point all along about saying that the talent athletically is, is there across the unit. It is. Um, they, they really, yeah, I mean, this. The, the season is, is still, you know, it's so young and so much can change uh, so quickly. Um, and I think that there's still, you know, a lot of range in terms of what's a realistic expectation for what this team can accomplish. But the, the, the high end aspirational side of the season um, is still very much there because the team's already pretty damn good. And, and there, there's an upside and room for them to get a lot better. Um, so, so it's exciting. It's, it's really exciting. All right. So, and then what, what's the ranking is, is it 19 across the board now as of today? 19, 19 and both. Yep. 19 and both. 
And there's now six Pac-12 teams ranked. Mm, um, maybe five or six. Yeah. No, which, there's which, six. Oh, there's six. six. Yeah, because Cal and um, ASU. Cal and ASU are backdoor late twenties. Washington, of course, and then Washington State, Oregon, and Utah. Um, what's crazy is of of the other five teams that are ranked, we play each one on the road. <laughs> so there you go. We're gonna have to earn this thing, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's good because you know the you know as the as the rest of the conference decides that you know that it, that it wants to falter in in key areas. Although you know ASU's win yesterday was, sure was a, was a pleasant surprise. Um, you know the way that you the way that you pad your own resume is by winning games and and and, and beating good teams on the road. Well, um, and I, I'm laughing at this now because I those rankings you know that's not going to hold through the season. I mean teams are going to. Not we're not going to have six ranked teams every week. I mean, some of these guys are going to lose. Some of these guys are probably going to oh, drop out. I mean, I'm and just... I, I I think that that whenever it is that you see that there are you know so many teams that are ranked you know somewhere between fifteen and twenty five, you can bank that that's going to be halved really quickly because that by definition means that those teams are all going to beat up on each other and they're going to yeah. have multiple losses. Everybody's yeah. playing everybody, so yeah, yeah. It, it's unavoidable. <laughs> yeah, you can't play Northern Colorado for the rest of the season. It's just fine. yeah. Not going to happen. So, um, yeah. So, what do you think about the rest of the conference right now after yesterday? Well, I think that um, I think that 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 USC's um, season obviously became a hell of a lot more interesting in quotes um, after um, after yesterday's loss. Um, you know, I think that 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 in all probability, Clay Helton lost his job yesterday. Um, certainly it feels like, certainly feels like they're going to lose to Utah next week. And so I really kind of feel like his job is going to come down to, you know, whether or not he can wind up beating, uh, beating Washington, um, and, and and maybe the Notre Dame in the, in the, in the consecutive weeks after that. Um, but that was certainly, um, that was certainly a, a big, uh, hit to the conference because everything looks better when, uh, when USC is, uh, is rolling. Yes, it does. Um, Stanford uh, is uh, showing itself to be the uh, the overrated joke that I thought they were going to be coming into the season, yep. um, and uh, you know I, I didn't think they were going to get boat raced like that by UCF. But you know after they lost to USC last week, and just you know we talked about it preseason. Structurally, that schedule is just ridiculous, and they're yes. you know I think they're going to get waxed this week at home against Oregon. Um, so I, I think that they're headed straight to to, uh, to a fifth place finish, um, and we'll see about you know what what Northwestern does in terms of how it is that that looks, given the fact that Stanford beat them. Uh, but Northwestern looks like they're they're a little, they're a little bit down. Um, I remember Stanford losing to Northwestern a few years ago in Week One, and then yeah. running the table almost and going to winning the Rose Bowl. So yeah, you can you can recover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Cal struggled uh, just like we thought that they that they might, um, and I think they're going to struggle. Um, they're going to struggle again uh, next week, I think, down in down in uh, down in Ole Miss. Um, but they, you know, they really kind of have kind of the nineteen ninety four Washington State Cougars feel about them a little bit. Yeah, they might play you know, offensively, a little Palouse posse type. Yeah, just in yeah. every single game, in the team that you never ever 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 want to play. Um, I think it's you know Arizona State. Um, uh, 
super gritty. Um, that's going to be you know ugly. a really, really, really ugly game. Uh, but but a Power Five road win is not ugly. I don't care who it is and where you I play agree. them on the you play them on the moon. Just win. And, uh, that's fine. <laughs> and Michigan State, you know, still can't figure it out offensively. Still um, can't. Yeah. Um, Weird. And uh, the you know the Big Ten. I mean, I, we, we texted a little bit yesterday about how. We both think that Ohio State just looks phenomenal, and everybody else in the Big Ten, eh? Um, yeah, Michigan didn't play, but yeah, and they're, you know, they, but, they struggled but, with Army. But you know, uh, Penn State um, arguably should have lost yesterday against against Pitt. Um, so they they seem a little bit down. The ACC is freaking awful, um, terrible. Um, but it, you know, you look at look at the kind of the top, you top four teams, and you forget about you know, LSU and, uh, and Georgia sitting there as these, you know, huge contenders. It's just really hard, you know, when you look at, at, the, at the playoff landscape of, you know, having Clemson and Alabama, um, and then, you know, you add in there, you know, Oklahoma and Ohio State. It, it, it's, it's hard to imagine a scenario where the, uh, where the pack gets in there. Um, but, um, but what do we care? I mean, let's just freaking win the league and go to the Rose Bowl be killer well and i think um i think what through three game or three weeks i think it's pretty clear that uh a, a second new year six for the pac-12 it's going to be extremely difficult because there's just there, it's it's very much feeling like the same narrative of last year of where's the big ooc win once again it's asu over michigan state is that and then, I mean, Nebraska, I guess Colorado went over Nebraska, but then we quickly dance over the fact that Colorado lost to Air Force. So uh, that's not good, right? Does that just negate beating 24th-ranked Nebraska? I, it's not good. Yeah, you know. The, where's the, Nebraska going to be at the end of the year? The, Are they going to be 7-5? and five? Yeah, the thing that we have, I think, going for us potentially, and, you know, we, we, New Year's 6 means you got to get to 10-2. and two. Um at I least the, the, the thing that not 10 and two, um, but the thing that, that, you know, has to happen is, is, is that the other leagues, you know, have got to um, produce, you know, some second or third teams. And I'm not sure at this point that that is going to happen. I'm not sure who's going to be good enough to be able to come out of the big 10 with 10 wins. Um, uh, the ACC is trash. So that's a oh, one. Awful. That's a quote unquote one bid bid uh, league. Iowa State's loss to Iowa yesterday Big. was consequential there. Uh, Texas, you know, I think that they're I think they're a really good football team. Yeah. Um, but um, but are they going to go? You know, in, we'll have to kind of see about what happens with them and whether they're good enough to be able to make it through the season without taking on a couple more losses and. Um, and I'm not sure that they are just because of how much they, they rely on Ellinger. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to make it through a season healthy. Um, and then the SEC looks like, um, like they're going to have a bunch of teams that Florida lost their quarterback. Um, and so it's going to be hard for them to be able to, uh, to not take on some water um, as, as their schedule gets better. They should have lost yesterday. Um, so it's really kind of about, you know, kind of what happens there in the, in the, in the SEC West, but, I, I do feel like there's there's a chance um, for us to be able to 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 stay up there, you know. Assuming that you know we take care of business and we wind up, you know, winning two out of three against the uh, you know the big teams on our schedule, Utah yeah. and uh, and Oregon and Washington. And if we do that with the way that things are set up this year, well, why wouldn't we win the North at that point? 
Well, you still got to win at Cal. Still got to win at ASU. Sure, 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 sure. Absolutely. It's going to be tough. The, uh, the thing, and to go back to the Stanford UCF thing, I, I was shocked at how slow Stanford looks. They, they, they remind me of like a mid nineties, big 10 team that hasn't figured out that you got to get fast to win. I mean, they just look plotting. I, I couldn't believe it. How now granted UCF is loaded with Florida athletes that are fast, you know, maybe a lot like Houston. Um, as far as the, you know, really good local recruits who can run and that's just a bad matchup for Stanford anyway, because Stanford's built on, you know, fullback tight ends, plural, and running the ball between the tackles and grinding you out. And they couldn't even do that. And then, I mean, they were just buried and Costello already just looks shot. And I know he's coming back from the head injury, but they're in big trouble. I think Stanford's in big trouble. Um, but I was just stunned at how slow they looked. Um, I guess that, you know, we can talk about next week, um, later this week, but it kind of makes to me when you talk about the second New Year's six team, I mean, I think we're really going to need Cal and Washington to take care of the road on the road. They're going to, Cal's got to beat Ole Miss and Washington's got to beat BYU. So we, we got to keep up that narrative of, of beating other pack or power five teams on the road. I mean, that's just, especially with Colorado going down, you know, they after everyone celebrated them for like a week, um, especially with USC losing, um, yeah, I think I think we're going to need help. Is, is is all I'm saying. But I I, I couldn't agree more that that you know Washington's got to take care of business this week, and I think that they will. Um, and I think uh, they will and, too. And, yeah. and 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 Cal's got to take care of business down in in the heat and humidity. And by the way, it, it's supposed to be it's supposed. I think we have like two or three days this week that are forecasted to be 99 degrees. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> It's like we all thought that last week when we got up to, I think, 100 one day that that, that was that the was end. swan song. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, so um, so and, and that's a that's a significant deal, especially for the kids in Berkeley, you know, that are oh, you know, they're, five they're, degrees. They're, and, yeah. they're, they're not practicing in Lewiston. You know, I mean, they're like in the in the barrier fog. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but Ole Miss is terrible offensively. And so. um so, you know, it should be, you know, it, it, it should be, and it's, you know, Rich Rod and, my, and Mike Mack are the, are the coordinators. So there's going to be familiarity wow. there in terms, oh, of, yeah. in, terms, in terms of style. So I think, I think that can happen. And then I think, you know, the other big thing, which would be, you know, the, the really, really big deal. And I think that they might have a bye week beforehand, but man, it would be great if, uh, if USC could circle the wagons and find a way to beat Notre Dame. I mean, it would be just be spectacular. I can't imagine that's going to happen. I cannot imagine that right now. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, the thing the thing that's hard is that you know you have you know this this kid you know who, uh, um, you know who who had one really good game has to follow that up by you know going and playing at altitude in Provo and a really crazy environment, and that's um, you know it's tough induction, it's tough. and we'll we'll see about how he handles it. I mean, the thing is, is that he's going to see two pretty freaking great defenses over the next couple of weeks. And that could, you know, kill the team and kill their confidence. Um, but with a young team and a new scheme, they can develop a lot out of that. So, um, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll keep, I'll, I'll keep hope alive. Stanford's not going to do anything. No, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's like, you know, the big 10 used to go in cycles, you know, where it was that they, you know, would get super slow 
and they and they super huge Big. and then they, and then, and then and they slow. get and they get run by everybody and then yep. like two years later they're fast and they're beating everybody and then they're like okay no let's see if we can get bigger and so yep. and then they, they go backwards bigger, and then they go in that circle <laughs> yeah. yeah dog chasing his tail yeah <laughs> yeah well, and the other thing too, the ASU Michigan State. I mean, what a shit show at the end for Michigan State. But they were ASU had like 200 yards of offense in that game. They did nothing to win that game, but they won the game. I mean, yeah, and then 10 points and 200 yards. The the dual thing about about the guy jumping over the the line of scrimmage or jumping yeah. over the offensive line, which is supposed to be illegal and a penalty. And then I didn't actually do the counting, but too many I, men but on I the saw field. too many men on the field. Yeah. Just like packed shit shafts. Come yeah. on, come <laughs> on. Well, and the, I mean, Benjamin, who's supposed to be their dude, had 38 yards and they won the game at Michigan State. I mean, how frustrated would you be if you're a Michigan State guy right now? Well, it's just a, it's a repeat of the chicken bowl um, of, from last year against Wait. Oregon. You know, well, and Michigan State's last season was, was, it was, you know, it was a seven and six mess, right? Same thing. You know, they're losing yeah. 13 six games to Ohio State. They're, lo- you know, I mean, it's yeah. like the same thing with Michigan. It, it just, cannot score points and they sure look like they could score points a couple of years ago in that all day pool oh my god oh my god it was awful yeah yeah terrible bunch but of like whatever bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that anymore no no just leave, it. leave it where it needs to be left <gasps> leave it, let it matters. lie let it lie let yeah it lie. exactly so uh all right man well um all right good catching up and um yeah, three and zero is three and zero, and nineteen is nineteen. And Air Gordon, Air Gordon, Air Gordon, I love it. Uh, I feel really good. I don't want to. I didn't mean to to chew on what I didn't feel good on very long, but um, I feel great. Being three and zero is freaking awesome. It's it's fantastic, and uh, and you know we'll talk about uh, about UCLA and the rest of the week on Wednesday. But um, you know last. Um, you know, last huge preparation against a team that that that, uh, that that that's got some talent, even as they have a lot of problems, and um, and that there's just the, you know, the 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 range of outcomes for the season right now, you know, are are super wide open, and so it's you know it it's it's exciting, and and there's just room to be, um, or just cause to be, you know, super optimistic and and aspirational, but. Um, but there's a lot of season left and things could still kind of go sideways. So it's, it's yeah. super intriguing. It's super compelling. And, um, but man, I mean, 13 straight weeks, I think that it said today that we're, that we're ranked in the top 25. I mean, it's the longest streak in the pac 12 right now. Th- th- that's I mean, incredible for us. That, that's incredible. That is. That's incredible. And it's well-earned. It's not a yes, flu. Yes, sir. John. Warren. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Keep poking holes. Keep trying to get Shanghai at USC. Keep trying to you know, just keep trying to tear it down, and we'll we'll just keep uh, keep winning. You know, but in all seriousness, if you want to contend in the North, I mean, if you really want to be there with Oregon and Washington at the end, this is a game you have to get. You have yep. to beat UCLA at home, and and the nineteen point spread, and who knows what's going to happen on that line. I think I saw a tweet for I think it was Kook Center or Kook fans. Somebody. I think it was Cook Center actually. It said that this may be the biggest betting line of Washington State over an LA school ever, and they were going to dig into it a little bit and see. But um, yeah, it may be the biggest LA margin ever, which is amazing. I already saw there's an article. Uh, Bill Plasky, the LA Times, already wrote the article today. Is should Chip Kelly just quit, or is he going to wait to get fired? I mean, it's 
it's it's a it's a mess down there and nobody there did you see the stands there was hat it was at least half uh wearing crimson or whatever oklahoma the red or whatever the hell they are uh that looked like the rose bowl crowd for oklahoma it was crazy did you see that yeah i mean the shots of the crowd and it was half full anyway but then whoever was there was wearing red i couldn't believe it yeah, it, it, it's such a bandwagon, you know, market now. Now with the influx of you know two additional, um, you know, two additional NFL teams oh. and um, and and every, everything LeBron. else and LeBron <laughs> yeah. and and, yeah. The, and the, Clippers the Clippers and and the Ballmer. Dodger and the Dodgers. Dodgers. I mean, yeah. it's like you're yeah. just where do you fit? You're, like you're like eighth. <laughs> you're just like you know on on Way the. On the you know inside back page of the sports page in a very small box <laughs> that nobody wants to read. And there's 40 yeah. million people in California, but in the LA area, you know, a lot of them just don't give a damn yeah. anyway to get them off the beach and into a stadium. So you better be winning and doing it in, in style. Chip Kelly, I, I what was the number I saw? God, it was crazy. It was like, oh, the I'm sorry, the number just completely escapes me. But he's like, he's like three and twenty something if you combine what he did this last year at San Francisco, it's just, it's, it's a, just an abysmal run. His last like two and a half or two plus seasons of coaching. It's just brutal. Um, so I wonder what's going on there. If it's just a matter of everybody's figured out how to play up tempo and there's just the secret sauce has gone for him and he's in major adjustment period. Plus there's still a big problem with the buy-in and I don't know. There's a lot to chew on with them too. We'll go over, uh, we'll go over them on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Sound good? Yes, sir. Great talking to you. Go Cougs. Go Go Cougs. Cougs. And uh, we'll touch base soon. Wednesday, right? Does that work for you? Wednesday is it. Wednesday it is. Football Friday on Wednesday. All right. All right, brother. All right. Go Cougs. Take care. Bye. Bye.